Glory, glory, glory. <clears throat> glory to your magnificent name, O oh Lord. We do thank you. We praise you. Magnify you and glorify you as we lift up the name of your darling son, Yeshua. Oh God, you're such a good God, a mighty God, a powerful God. You're the God of God, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. You're the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. You are the Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. And so we thank you, we praise you, <clears throat> magnify and glorify as we lift up the name of your Son. And as we come boldly to the throne of grace as you have instructed us, we come gladly, we come with singing in our heart, because we know that we are coming before the God is able to do the impossible. And not only that, we have come to love you, we have come to adore you, we have come to appreciate you, we utter your name, we extol you, even now, in the precious name of your darling son, Yeshua, who gave his life by carefully on Calvary's hill for the remission of our sin. And once we were remitted unto you, O oh God, you justified us, glorified us, sanctified us, baptized us, and sealed us. And now we're being kept until that hour when your son Jesus will present us faultless before your presence with exceeding joy. Glory, glory, glory to your magnificent name. Uh, someone, please mute your phone. There's a little button that says mute. Just touch it and you'll be in compliance on this morning. Well, we are continuing. We just started afresh on page 20 in our book that is entitled My Time Alone with God. And we are thanking God for His perpetual word. And that's coming from 1 Peter, the first chapter, the 22nd through the 25th verses. And so we talked about the power of being born again. And so uh, we even on yesterday in my theology of Christ class, we uh, we have really not come to the full to our full potential because of lack of understanding who we really are, what benefit God has placed in our behalf, and <clears throat> how we are surrounded with. <clears throat> heavenly hosts and we are at the command of God and, and he's at our call when we call upon him and he's able to instruct his angels instruct not only we talked about the angels all the time God is able to instruct the elements to be our guide and to, to, to protect us and to stand be, between us and our adversary and then we have been given privileges. We've been given privileges to come to God, to talk to Him about anything, and to inquire about anything that is going on in our realm, especially those things that we really don't understand. And so God is not going to keep us void of understanding. It is His will that we do understand through the power of the Holy Spirit, our position especially our position in hymns because once we understand that he's able to use us even better and so we need to thank God that it, it requires the child of God to engage in serious Bible study in order to comprehend the vastness of his or her salvation and that's why he told us that we need to work out our own salvation. It's not that we can keep ourselves saved or make ourselves saved or have anything to do in that realm, but we need to, when he said work it out, we need to find out all the elements that is involved 
in this thing called being saved and our privilege and, and the things that God has already done and the things that he's demanding, commanding and so forth and live within those perimeters. And once we do, then some of those Bible uh, verses that we claim and don't see alive will come alive because we are in, in the realm, we are in the midst, we are doing that which God would have us to do and according to his will, without void, without going, without stepping, without doing detours, and then we see results. It's just that simple. Just like cooking. They got you have some formulas that you can put together and you know when you lacking this information, lacking this ingredients and so forth. Uh I'll have the wife come to me and say, Here, uh, we'll present the dinner and she said, Nah, it don't taste like it did the other day because I'm lacking this ingredients. But to me it was good it was i said oh this is still good yeah but that to put that little ump on it to put that little spike on it to put that little extra it's lacking that ingredient well your salvation and your walk with the lord and so forth is similar to that because there are sometimes when you, you you're not doing the right you're not uh what they can say involved in the formula and where it would put you in a position where the blessings are flowing and so we find ourselves lacking. It is important to know that this inner knowledge come to them that are truly born again. In verse 18 and 19, let me see if I bring that out. I put the note down. Let me see that I print it out so that we can read. I tried to, uh, in the past, I used to just put the, the verses down. But that means that if the person is on the airplane or riding in the back of the car, sitting in the house and don't have the Bible right beside them, then after now get up and go find a Bible and that interrupt the flow of reading. So if you put the passages right there, you're writing a note to your person, don't quote the scripture. You might write a letter or email to a person and say, well, in John 5, 16, so and so, says so and so and so. Uh, just go ahead and take that couple of seconds and write it all out so they, they know what you said and you're paraphrasing but what do the actual words say and so here it is important to note that this inner knowledge come to them that are truly born again that's verse 18 and 19 it says for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. So here we are. It's not something that is purchased. It's not something that we can store up and just hand down. They used to have this word called, yeah, I know you were grandfathered into, you were grandfathered in into the ministry. You were grandfathered in into into uh, salvation. In other words, grandma was saved and since grandma was saved, you automatically saved. That's the grandfather, grandma uh, tradition. But that is not so. Just because you went with grandma to church all your life and sat under her and you had to because she would pinch you or bust you upside the head when you got out of line, that didn't make you saved. You just did what she told you to do because, you know, if you didn't, when you got home, you would have had to face a stiffer penalties. And so there was some, there's some, I have a friend of mine, they might be online, said he went every Sunday to church because when you got there, at the end of church, you'd get a quarter. You'd get 50 cents. And so, hey, my mom and them gave us money to go to church and we would get put so much in the plate and the rest of it, we would put together and go downtown and go to the movies. 
but back then the movies was real cheap, so it wasn't. They didn't cost that much to do that. But we couldn't catch the bus and go to the movies. We had to walk down there and then go to the movies. But we were just going through tradition. That's all I was saying. That's what I'm trying to say. So he said we were not bought with with silver and gold. Uh, Somehow vain and our vain conversation, like traditions from your father, but with the precious blood of Christ as of the lamb without blemish and without spot. So see, that, that put it into a different connotation. We have to respect the fact that it's not something handed down. It's not, it's not handed down. I don't care if the child jump up and shout, clap their hands, sing the best song. You see them singing sometimes in some of these uh, videos and they're singing. But if they don't know the Lord and the partner they're sin when they come of age, they're just as lost as everybody else. They're just a good singing lost soul. That's all it is to it. And they got some grown up good singing lost souls. You got some grown up good acting lost souls. And you got them all over the church. They come to church, they do everything they're supposed to do, but they're just as lost as lost can be. And so it's not that tradition that they don't buy in to the truth, that they don't hold on to the word, that they don't put themselves into the, that which God commands, then they are without. We need to understand that we were bought with a price and we no longer our own. We, we cannot just continue to do what we want to do, act the way we want to do, uh, study if we want to, go to church if we want to, sing if we want to, whatever. No, we have an obligation to the Lord because He gave His only begotten Son on the cross. And it was His precious blood that was shed for the remission of our sin. And so, as the songwriter said, Jesus paid it all, now watch this, all to Him we owe. That's like when you go down to buy the car at the car dealership. You go to the car dealership and the bank buy the car. You, your name on the, on the receipt. But if you look real deep, the bank name on there too. And the bank, if you keep reading, said the bank really owned the car. And when you finish paying the bank, they'll give you the pink slip. So you don't own the car. You just moved it from the car dealer to the bank. See what's going on there? And so we are bought with a price. We not no longer our own. There's no no middleman. It's God. We are we are there and and, and we are joint heirs with, with the with the Father and we become sons. When the Lord looked down, he see the the spirit in us. That's what he looked for. He don't look for nothing else. The spirit in us. I don't care how good you look, how fast you run, how uh, polite you are and all that don't have nothing to do with the fact that the Holy Spirit need to be in you. We were bought with a price to the blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. The thought here is that it's based on verse 22. The child of God has, has had a ceremonial as well as a moral, let me move my cursor down now, as a moral purification or a deep cleansing from life of sin. Now, when we said he has had that, that was supposed to be, that should have been done, that should have occurred if indeed the person is born again. Just because you say something, that don't mean nothing. You got to make sure that you're, you're really 
involved with what you said, you believed it, you received it, and God, listen what, folks around you will never know. God is the one that knows. The Bible said the foundation of God standeth sure, and this is the seal. God knows them that are his. And then he go on to say, let the man or that woman, if you want to be politically correct, let the man or woman that, that, that name it the name of the Lord depart iniquity. So there's a price to pay. And so you, the children of God have had ceremonial as well as a moral purification or a deep cleansing from the life of sin. And so if the sin is still your, your taskmaster, then this has not occurred. And so you're still in trouble. Thus, having a genuine love for the other saints or a believer with a pure heart, this is a fact that they have been born again, not from a corruptible seed, but from of an incorruptible, and that is by the way of God's word. I, I jotted a little note down here as I went a little deeper. And when he says that seeing that you have been purified, the Greek word, agizo, rendered purified, occurred seven times in the New Testament. And in four of those times, one, it was in John 11:55, and it said, And the Jews passed over nigh at hand, and many went out of the country up to Jerusalem before the Passover to be to purify themselves. So, you know, that even Jesus, um, uh, Mary and uh, Joseph and Mary went up to, the, when they went up once a year, it was that act of purification. You went, they went up to pay the taxes and all kind of little stuff, rituals went on that day. It was different. And then in Acts uh, 21 and 24, he said, them, uh, them take and purify thyself with them and be at charge with them that they may have shaved their heads and all may know that those things whereby they were in informed concerning thee are nothing but that thou thyself also walk orderly and keep it in the law act of purification and one more time we looked at Acts the 24th chapter and the 18th verse and it said whereupon certainly Jews from Asia found me purified in the temple neither with multitude nor with tumult so the purification process take that word I'm just looking up that word purified agnizo that means to, 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 to clean up to change it refers to a ceremonial purification in the other three, it refers to more moral purification and cleansing of the life from sin. That seemed to be the sense here. It refers not only to forgiveness of sin, but to the pure life that should follow. So when you get, when you realize and you have been forgiven for your sins, you need to just begin to live and thank God. The, the fact that you have been saved and the fact that God gave His Son for you should put you in a, in a mode of obeying the truth. That is, by the obedience of the gospel. Through the Spirit, 
the spirit is inseparable from the gospel the gospel dispensation is that of the spirit and so oh I see my time is out I might have to pick that up that's some interesting stuff we just need to really understand what has happened and then we need to align ourselves with the truth so we can live in truth and live to the power of the Holy Spirit that would keep us in the way that God would have us to be kept. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer.